Welcome and thank you for listening to the Vegan Academy podcast. I'm your host Kuhn and each week together with another vegan expert, we help you to transform your life and thrive on a vegan lifestyle. But before we head into today's episode, let me share with you the audio course, Six Days to Personal Power, we just released to the public. If you want to learn the fundamentals on how to change your lifestyle consistently and take charge over your own life, then check out the link in the description below and use the code PODCAST for 50% off. So now let's get started with today's episode and enjoy listening. with another vegan academy podcast it has been a uh, yeah, pleasurable ride and today we got another power lady with us a multi-talent multilingual yeah, half french half colombian even flying around the half uh, half of the world now here in barcelona helping yeah build ambitious brands to grow online that's really what you do right uh, yes. Maeve, can you tell us a little bit more about that today yeah, thanks for having me, Kuhn. So I run Flying Cat Marketing, uh, which is a content marketing agency that I founded um, just, you know, less than a year ago. But basically we do content marketing that helps build credibility, user-driven content. So getting mm-hmm. to the clients of the clients so that we can create really good content, epic content to help um, brands grow. And, you know, not just content for content's sake, but something that makes them stand out as, as thought leaders and really deliver solutions to people's problems. Really make them stand out, like you say. Before we're going to jump in the, into that, I would really like to know a little bit about you, of course, as well. And I bet the uh, yeah, listeners uh, today would like that as well. So can you tell us a little bit? Because I know, yeah, like I said in the intro, you're half French, half Colombian. You, you grew up in, uh, in France, I, I right? Up in, so I grew up in California, in wow. Southern California, in the desert in between LA <laughs> and San Diego. Um, and I moved to Europe. So yeah, my mom is French. My dad's Colombian. I moved to mm-hmm. Europe in 2012 to, uh, to hang out with my grandma in France. About six years ago, I made my way here to Barcelona. I just had my six year anniversary a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, I was working in translation for over a decade now. And just mm-hmm. two years ago, I got into the marketing scene and things developed pretty quickly. I got really into strategy and content mm-hmm. and um, that's how I got to where I am today and building this, this agency out. Nice. That's such a cool story. Uh, what changed for you? Because uh, the translating that was already more like a, a freelance kind of job? Yeah, I still translate. I'm still a freelance translator, but um, I found, so I got into writing because I was doing marketing translations. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, at one point, I started both looking for another source of income because I like diversifying. I like to do different things, and it's and you know it was freelancing with just one source for me at least. There was some really really good periods, mm-hmm. and then there was some down periods. And I was like, what can I do to kind of supplement this down period? So I started getting into writing, um, and. And then from there, it was still on a freelance basis for a while. And I started to notice some lack 
in strategy. At one point I was asking mm -hmm. my, like, my clients would just give me a topic and I would, I would write about it. And I was like, where do they get this topic from? Or like, how is this helping people? How do they know mm -hmm. that this is going to get their business any results? And I was kind of looking in Google analytics and I was trying to figure out there was just some element missing to it. And I was thinking, you know what this is lacking is a strategy. I'm the one who's supposed to be in charge of writing this content of marketing. Um, and these, these companies, these brands that are asking me to do it, they know that they need content, but they didn't want to spend any time on it. And it's normal, you know, they're busy trying to close sales or doing other things that are, that they can provide more value for. And content was just a commodity that they needed to get done. Mm -hmm. um, so I realized that there was this lack in strategy. Everything was kind of random. And I got really into strategy from there. I started my own blog. Uh, wow. it wanted, I wanted it to be a travel blog, but it then I have only like two posts about travel now. I was, it got really into freelancing, digital business. And then I started testing my strategies that I would learn about on it. And it grew really fast mm -hmm. and my business grew really fast. And then I started using these strategies on my clients to get them growth yeah. as well. Yeah. Awesome. Because I actually read a post uh, from you. I think it was also on the uh, Flying Cats uh, marketing uh, page. And it was also about like what kind of questions you can ask to figure out with your audience um, yeah. what you can post actually. So you're not just like, like you said, just uh, using co uh, content as a commodity and just sharing to share, but that you actually base it on something. Would you like to explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, of course. So the thing with a lot of brands, um, you know, they have their sales team, they have their customer success team, and then they have marketing. Mm -hmm. um, so who are the people that actually talk to the customers? It's sales and it's customer success. It's not marketing. They never talk <laughs> yeah. to the customers. <laughs> That's true, actually. Um, yeah, so they are the ones who talk the least to the customers, but they're the ones who are supposed to talk the most at the customers. And then there's just kind of this disconnect because they don't really they never ask sales they never ask the the head of marketing what the customers say they need so they're just guessing they're guessing either based on a keyword research they're looking okay what keywords are my competitors trying to rank for and they're like okay we're gonna write content about that mm -hmm. um which maybe that'll get you some traffic but that doesn't mean it's going to turn into sales which is ultimately the goal of marketing right it's not marketing for no reason obviously um, yeah so yeah I, I understood that the best way to figure out what your customers want what kind of content is going to be most useful to them is to well just ask them <laughs> or you know just do research go into facebook groups where your customers hang out there's they're asking there are some facebook groups that are super active and people ask a lot of questions you can scrape those figure out what people are talking about because otherwise you're working on a marketer's hunt and you're either posting on your blog things like news announcements we announcements we we're gonna go to this event or we added a new team member or we have this new product feature and those things are, I mean, yeah, you need to announce those things, but that's not what content marketing is. Content no. marketing is a way to engage your audience, get people to know, like, and trust your brand and to attract them and to ultimately get them to want to sign up to your email list and ultimately get them to want to reach out to you because they're just so in love with the useful content that you've been creating. You should be trying to help them reach their goals with your content, not just... Yeah about yourself or talk about whatever you think 
they want. Exactly. A, li a little bit like what we are actually doing here today, if I may say that also, right? Like you're sharing some valuable points that also uh, helps you yeah. build your brand that can also help other businesses build their brands and not just based on a hunch, but what you see uh, based on your experience and in the market, what is actually uh, a thing right now, right? Absolutely. It's funny. I was just talking, I just recorded a podcast a couple of days ago and I was talking to this, this, uh, founder of a content marketing agency called Joe Sullivan. And, and mm. he, he were mentioning, he would mentioned something that's really great to do to not only create content that your customers want, but, uh, get them on an interview and actually feature the interview, you know? So not only are you asking them directly, but you can record it, talk to them about mm. their, what they're going through and all those things, and then you can feature it. And then, so not only are you immediately delivering to your customers' needs, but you're featuring them and they're like, oh, yeah. oh thank How you. Flattering. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that's a great way as well to build relationships with them and just get your customers involved in the content that you're creating. I mean, you don't have to feature them all the time, but get them, get a conversation going with them. Otherwise you're just that guy at the party who's like, I've done so many amazing things. And do you want to hear about all the languages I speak and all the instruments I speak, uh, I play and, and uh, my high score on, on Call of Duty or I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to that guy. Um, so the person that people want to talk to is the one who's asking other people about them and mm. talking about, you know, having a two-way conversation. Totally agree. And uh, how is that like nowadays? Uh, to build that up online where there's so much um, yeah how do I say that like there's like a war on the attention almost you know there's so much people if I now look on my uh, in my Instagram I see just uh, I spoke with this also on with someone else also another with Holly Barber actually on on the first podcast as well like like you see a live feed a live video popping up every few seconds now you know so how do you still be, build up that one-on-one -on -one connection with your audience while there's, yeah, they get bombarded yeah. with so many people at the same time? That's a good question. And I, I just recently had this epiphany because uh, I've been trying to find a way to kind of scale and automate networking, uh, which I failed to do <laughs> because <laughs> the sad, sad news for everyone who wants to optimize their time is that there's no way to scale it. You can scale content creation, but you can't scale building relationships. So what I realized as I've been posting like crazy on LinkedIn, um, then I realized, well, I still don't actually know that many people on it. I just post on it all the time. And I realized that you, the, there's unfortunately not a shortcut. You have to go and talk to people and engage back with their content and reach out to people in DMs, in private message and talk to them. Because for example, me and you, uh, the reason that we follow each other and always watch each other's stories and engage with one another's content and support each other's content is because we've support, like we got it into private message and we like you come in on my lives and you're like, yeah, this is awesome. So obviously you do that and I'm like, oh, how cool. He likes my stuff. So I'm gonna go watch your stuff too. Um, yeah. so, you know, it's a, it's and it, so if you're, for example, doing an SEO strategy and say, okay, well, how am I supposed to engage with my customers on SEO? I mean, it's just search engine optimization. Well, then that's at the point where you have to get them somehow on your email list through there. 
get them to go connect with you on social and then you have to have conversations with them so mm -hmm. if you get them on the email list again you're not going to bombard them with sales uh with sales emails you have to give them value you have to ask them about themselves try to get them to have a conversation with you and unfortunately there's no shortcut and you can't always have a va answering for you and starting conversations with people you need to start the relationship yourself yeah. and uh it was at first a sad realization for me because i was like that's not optimized <laughs> and i'm always trying to optimize my time you know but um but then it became a good realization because as soon as i was like okay well i'm gonna start ha just having conversations with people and then suddenly way more people are leaving comments with me more people are engaging with me and and i'm not just doing it to get more people to engage with my content but suddenly i'm learning a lot from other people mm -hmm. in a better way with a better mindset because i'm like well i just want to get to know people oh, i'm not trying cool. to turn everybody into my customer i just want to talk to them and learn from them and get to know people and suddenly everything becomes much more interesting Yes, a high five for this. I am. Um, I'm like literally. Literally, uh, I wrote also a little thing down, like what you said straight in the beginning. You can't skill building relationships, and this is also something that I really noticed for myself. Like I am from like my nature, a communicator. I love to connect with other people. I just, that's something that I've been doing already when I was uh, like a little boy. I was always communicating and getting uh, a lot of people around me and um yeah what i love so much about this is that you cannot fake this you know and yeah. i think that that is really going to differentiate uh a lot of businesses nowadays so i would also like to ask a little bit what do you really see as one of the yeah main things so to say that um is now going to be especially important with when it comes to doing business and of course we know we got to be online we got to be on social but what is really one of the things that you say if you're not doing this right now then you're do missing out. Well, one of the main things I noticed over the last few months about who's not doing so well and who is, is mm -hmm. empathy. Mm. And it sounds so kind of cliche and over said, you have to be empathetic. You have to think about your customer. Um, and it is over said and it is cliche, but it's still, a fact that so many entrepreneurs are not doing this uh they're not thinking about they're just thinking about the last step i'm still getting bombarded with messages on linkedin with people who are just like hey are you interested in me growing your business and i'm like i've never talked to you before what do you know mm. about my business um and i don't even answer to any of those messages but there's i got another email from a guy who wanted my business he wanted me to pay him uh to be a writer and you know what he did he sent me an email and he was like he took a, a video that i had posted on twitter like a funny video sometimes i post little funny stories and he was like oh this was really funny great advice oh and i also listened to this mix that you recorded a drum and bass great choice mm -hmm. oh and i loved this post that you wrote on flying cat marketing especially this line about uh i don't know seo i don't remember what he said but he just pointed out that he had seen me on like all of my different channels and he was like so um can i write can I write for you? Because I write for digital agencies like yours. Introducing it with the fact that he obviously does know a lot about what I do because he's followed me on all these different channels. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, let's see what you have to offer. Exactly. I like somebody who does research. I like, 
I like it when my writers are resourceful and I can see from the first instant that he was super resourceful. Whereas somebody who just messages me for the very first time and they just say, oh, I will grow your business. I'm like, no. So empathy mm -hmm. and it's really this, you know, we're all about scaling and optimizing. And I also am about scaling, finding everything that you can scale, you should try to scale. But there is that thing that you can't scale and it's uh, like networking with people and talking to them and getting them, get it, stop seeing them as dollar signs. Because that's why people get so uncomfortable about networking. They're like, oh, I hate networking. And it's like, well, you hate networking because all you're thinking about is dollar signs. So all you're saying is, I feel awkward coming up to this person and asking them for money. Well, yeah, you should, because that is an awkward thing to do. Nobody <laughs> wants that. That person feels uncomfortable. You feel uncomfortable. Nobody likes that. Networking is about actually trying to get to know people because we're all humans. And mm -hmm. we should all be trying to talk to each other as humans and, and see each other beyond just what I can get from you. And I'm, it's funny to say because it's a business growth thing. So it's like, this is what I need to grow my business. But, but you have to change the perspective. It's not, yes, you need that to grow your business, but you need to see them as people. So I, people are like, okay, well, I need to make connections to grow my business. I'm going to try to do this really fast and send a bunch of automated bot messages. I tried that too. I tried it. I, I, I'm trying everything to kind of scale, but that just doesn't work. Like the, the thing that you need to do is have real conversations with people without an agenda empathy you said and yeah you named it before already like building relationships i think that's really the core nowadays right uh and to be authentic in that uh it is also i know uh, we all had that like even if you just have a small account on instagram like i noticed now again i'm, I'm a bit more active uh, recently uh, and then you're putting in these questions in your story, for example, and then you have 10 of these automated messages coming in from all these uh, like bigger pages. And yeah, like no one buys that anymore, right? So um, yeah, definitely uh, through what you say there. Uh, growing traffic with no budget was also one post that I uh, read on your, uh, on your page. And I thought, especially now, I uh, think all the business owners are having a rough time maybe to get... Uh, extra income so i thought this one would be uh, especially valuable could you share that for us absolutely so well the number one thing you need to grow traffic on your website is to have an active website so you need to have not just your home you're, you can't just grow traffic to your home page unless you pay for paid traffic so to get it traffic to your home page you need to have a blog or some kind of content resource center on there that's continuously updated. So you need to have fresh content on a regular basis. So that's the first step. Uh, I cannot tell anybody how to grow traffic to their blog for free without, a, without I, don't, I don't necessarily, it doesn't need to be called a blog. It could be called like resources or guides or I don't know, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, but it needs to be some, some hub of content that is regularly updated. So then the next step is to find out what your clients want to know. Yeah, so that's again going, asking them, starting conversations, getting active in Facebook groups, getting to know people. If you get are active enough on a Facebook group, you can connect with people on a chat. If you have a little bit of money, you can be like, hey, I'll, I'll give you a $25 Amazon gift card. Do you wanna to talk to me for half an hour? And then you ask them some questions. I mentioned some questions in that resource. I'll send you the link to it. You want to share it with people definitely share that yeah 
um, you ask them things like, okay, well, what are your frustrations at work? It, all the questions that I'm asking right now, I apologize, they're like for B2B. So mm, yeah, okay. um, if you're B2C, the questions are gonna be a little bit different. So if you're not gonna be asking, if you sell t-shirts, you're not gonna ask your clients, like what are your frustrations at work? Or the, those are the questions that I ask because I work with my clients are B2B, but um, you ask them, yeah, what are your frustrations at work? What are your goals at work? Uh, what, if, if your frustrations, if, if these things that are really annoying to you regarding X, whatever your product or service is, what would you be doing instead? Where do you consume your content? How do you like to consume your content? How, what makes you say this is worthy content to read or not? Those kind of things are gonna help guide your strategy. And then you can go also looking on, like I said, Facebook groups, Quora, Reddit, whatever, uh, and figure out what people are asking. Then you come up with a bunch of topics, which ideally are gonna be all around one broad topic. So you need to have Kind of, so let's say, for example, you are working in vegan fitness. So vegan fitness is very broad topic and yeah, probably very broad, challenging broad. to rank for on Google by itself. So what would you do is that would be the main hub of information is gonna be, you can have like one main page. I always do the strategy called the pillar page strategy. So you have like one main really long page. Mm-hmm. It's like a little circle and then little lines interlinking to all the subtopics. So it's gonna be like, how can I lose weight on a vegan diet? How can I grow muscle on a vegan diet? Um, What is the best way to get protein on a vegan diet? Or or, uh, what's, I don't know. I mean, there's so many subtopics. Uh, I'm saying like the most cliche ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, But there are so many things. And then you basically just interlink them all together and it creates this network that suddenly Google understands, oh, that's what this website is about. Mm-hmm. So you have all these subtopics and then you have to do keyword research because you still need to use the right keywords. So if you don't have, I use Ahrefs, which is the best keyword research tool, but it's very expensive. So if you don't have a budget, you could use something like Uber Suggest, which is free. There are some other free keyword uh, research tools or some cheaper ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but the goal is to find keywords about your topic that you chose and the subtopics that are that have some search volume, but even like a small search volume is a pay like 60. People are like, oh, I want one with 10,000 searches per month. Well, you're never ever gonna rank for that. Um, so even like 60 or 100 or whatever, it doesn't really matter the search volume as long as you can get on the first page. So it can be 300, it can be 2,000, whatever, but if you're just beginning and you don't have any budget, then I would go for one that has just a small amount of search volume and that's really easy to rank for. And each keyword research tool has its own kind of scale of easiness. So what's easy on Ahrefs is like a four or five, and then on, on Uber suggests it's like an 80 is still easy. So those are subjective, their own scales how they decide whether it's easy or not. But basically they they judge that based on how many people are trying to rank for that keyword and the ones who are on the first page, how many other people are linking back to them. Because if I have a blog post, if I'm trying to rank for vegan fitness and the, the guy who's, or the girl who's ranking on the f- number one on vegan fitness has her blog post and there's 85 other people linking to her, you're not really gonna be able to replace her because then you're gonna need to get other like a lot of other people to link back to you. And link building is a headache. So 
if you don't want to spend time link building, which you probably don't want to do at the beginning, then you, then, I mean, if you do, then that's awesome and that'll help your strategy a lot. But I personally took a long time to start getting into link building because it's such a headache. So I just try to go for easy to rank for um, low competition and then uh, some search volume. It has to have search volume. So if you find it in like zero search volume, that means nobody's searching for it. Traction, so, right? Yeah, you, you, you need to have some search volume and then you, you, well, you need some SEO writing skills, but the basic thing that you can do is include some keywords in the, in the headings it, within, try not to keyword stuff, it has to be natural. SEO is extremely complex and changes all the time, but you can do some basic things that will help you start ranking. Great. So if you um, want to generate traffic in this, then especially for, uh, for, of course, when you have a website, it's really important to rank in your SEO to get the right keywords in place on your website. Um, uh, but what, like, there might be also a lot of people listening that are, uh, for example, uh, like, uh, like I am, uh, building a more their personal brand, for example, on social media. Uh, what, what can they do to uh, get more attention and to stand out in the crowd, so to say, a little bit more? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I actually also just talked to uh, Dot Lung, the mother of social media dragons. She's like a master personal brander and Instagrammer. And um, so she was telling me about her personal brand, how it's so much better to build a personal brand than a company brand, actually. And it's important to stand out and I got so inspired by her talk that I signed up for her course. <laughs> um, and one of the main, the, the, the lesson that she gives, I'm saying this because I'm more into SEO than I am into social media and growing, mm -hmm. like I'm trying to grow my personal brand as well, which I've done decently on LinkedIn, but on Instagram, it's still a work in progress. But she teaches people something called the dragon's formula, which is dialogue everything that we've been talking about in yeah. this last half an hour, talking to people are, oh, what is the dragon's formula again? R is relevance or like resonating. So saying things that are, you have to already know who your audience is. So you need to know this in advance. So you need to say things that can, re that's relevant to them, that resonates with them. A is authenticity. Don't try mm. to be somebody that you're not everybody can see through it. There's too many people operating thinking that their audience is stupid. Well, your audience is smart <laughs> and that's how you should operate. G is giving value. So always give something that helps people that enter, either it entertains them, it, it helps them solve a problem. Everything should have some value. O, I can't remember what O is. <laughs> um, o a long is, one to remember also this one. Yeah, it's a, it's a big long long thing. It's all very important and I have it written in uh are you editing this video if you if you if I, 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 I honestly won't be editing this video. <laughs> <laughs> okay. O I think is like dang it. Okay, well then we'll have to stop there. Uh and then N is um you know I can't remember now. No. You know what? I'm pause. I want to get the notes. Get the notes. I I give you 30 seconds. I will uh, hold the audience That's for now idea. for a little bit. They, oh, I'm for that? sure that they would oh, yeah. like to o, know this. O, o is a very important one. O is opinion. So always mm -hmm. have an opinion. 
don't try to please everybody. You need to attract and repel. Oh, that's so a good one. If you're being authentic, you are going to repel some people. That's okay. And then N is niche. Oh, I should, like, it's obvious to me now that I'm looking at it. N is niche. So don't try to serve everybody. You have to pick a certain subsection of people that you want to serve. Um, and so that is something that is universal. And building mm -hmm. your personal brand is, is you need to follow this formula and be consistent. And your personal brand is how people see you. Yeah your reputation so you know if you want to be seen as somebody who's reliable and consistent and a pro well you need to show up that way too so it's not just marketing and it's not just what you're doing online but also when you do get that business you have to be that way too because if you don't continue giving the value that you are to try to attract people once they're actually there with you then, then the personal brand changes. It's like if you're having a dinner party and there's already five people there and you're just out on the street, instead of cooking dinner for the people that you invited at your house, you're just out on the street saying, come to my dinner party, come to my dinner party, and then everybody's at your house hungry. Um, so <laughs> then that's not going to be very good I for like that personal one. brand either. Um, yeah, that's what I, I'm more into LinkedIn. I want to grow my brand also more on Instagram, but I'm a lot more active on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm for sure that it will happen also more after this video because I'm definitely will linking your uh, descriptions, um, of course, in the attachments of this podcast. Yeah, what I really like because this has had such a nice, uh, it, it came back the whole episode, right? Today, uh, it is really about authentic relationship, but this really comes forward out of being your authentic self. And yes. th that is also something that we have been speaking about in previous uh, podcast so it's really nice to see how are so many things nowadays getting um, more and more connected and it kind of looks like or I don't think it even looks like it but it, I really feel we are in in coming in new times times are yeah, changing uh, things are getting a lot more clearer um, people are awakening up so to say definitely as well it's very nice to also hear your perspective on that from really the yeah, uh, business marketing in the broad uh, segment uh, perspective. So thank you very much actually for sharing that with us. I got one last question for you. The okay. question that I actually ask everyone here on, that pod on the podcast and how is the next year going to look? So if in one year from now, I am going to invite you back here, you will be here on the podcast again. What has changed? How did uh, the rest of 2020, beginning of 2021 look? You mean for me or for the world? Maybe a little bit both. What is your, your look on it? Your well, take? one thing that I learned this year is that nothing is predictable and that I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, well, I can say that some businesses are going to do very well. I think that some businesses uh, are uh, just have exploded from this crisis mm. in, a, in a good way. Um, I don't want to say that they're taking advantage of the crisis, but suddenly it's become like a lot of businesses that need to do more digital marketing or need to connect more with people like Zoom or I don't know, all these games like Jackbox TV. They suddenly, everybody's playing them now. You should play yeah. it. Um, and so like those Twitch. Are, yeah. 
everybody's going to, I mean, businesses are probably going to lose the, the like mandatory office structure. I mean, real estate is going to change. Mm. Real estate is going to change a lot because all of these big offices, I imagine that they're going to be mostly empty. I think there's going to be a lot more like co-working, co-living. Um, I think there's going to be, I was talking to, or I was listening to a, a podcast about the short-term rental industry and, uh, and the CEO of Autohost, which is kind of a security platform for, for short-term rentals. He, his name is Anton Zilberberg, and he was saying that over the next few years, there's gonna be a subscription living. So instead of paying rent and having your house, you pay a subscription and basically you have access to an apartment here, an apartment yeah. there. And it's something that even though COVID-19 has made us all stay at home, but it's also made it like the majority of people either be able to shift remote or realize that, okay, now I need to shift remote and same with companies. So everybody, everything is going to move digital. All, everything that was obviously not everything, not engineering, not, not those energy. There's, there's a lot of things that won't, but all of the things that could be digital are going to be working towards finding a way to be digital and, and things are going to be a lot more, I don't know if it's, it's like in between, it's going to be more globalized because then everybody can be anywhere. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I mean, all the borders are shut right now. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like there's going to be just a lot more value and community and connection. Mm -hmm. And even though we can't touch each other, which we were doing a lot before, apparently without washing our hands, um, we're connecting on a lot more human level. And I see that, you know, people are always thinking, oh, humans are bad, humans are mean. But I just feel like, at least in my feed and what I have been experiencing, that people are really kind and, and they think about other yeah. people and they they think about their actions and everybody in the world just stepped up and stayed at home to protect other people you know most people wouldn't die from covid and then everybody's like well i'm going to stay at home to protect everybody else and and there were people coming to help others and it just kind of showed me that people are good and that they value other people and it's not just about trying to get things to from others. So I thought that that was really lovely. And I think that it's going to go, I think, I mean, COVID sucks, but this pause and this kind of slap in the face telling us, well, no, not everything is going to keep going the way that it is, or also that anything can happen and actions have consequences, even if it's five people later, like even if you just wash your hands and travel around, you have a cough and you didn't care, like that has consequences on other people. And I think that this kind of helped everybody realize that. And, and now people are rethinking, I think, their, their lifestyles and, and the way that they interact with people. Thank you for sharing that. I, I definitely believe that the people are reevaluating what is important to them. I definitely see that as well. And uh, more and more connections are being born, let us say, maybe more offline or online now, actually, at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to see how this evolves us as human species and uh, what we can get out of this.
um, yeah, it has been uh, very nice having you here. I uh, think a super valuable episode we did here today. We uh, managed quite long, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it was longer than, <laughs> than wow, we thought. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. I'm going to list everything below Flying Cat Marketing. Uh, check, uh, yeah, check her out. And thank you guys again for tuning in with us and listening to another Vegan Academy podcast. See you later. Thank you.